streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. It's your host, Addison, welcoming you to another edition of From the Jump. At this point, I think this is what, episode 36? Hey, we going up and up and up every single time, man. I want to start off the show by saying thank you to every single person that has been downloading, that's been sharing the show, that's been retweeting it, man, showing it a lot of love. I want to say from the bottoms, from the bottoms, man, I appreciate it. Y'all don't know how much this means to me, man. We do this for y'all. We don't do this for no money. We don't do this for no clout or anything like that. We do this for the love of the game. But now, we got to start off today's show Talking about Carmelo Anthony, he has recently signed his deal finally with the Houston Rockets. Now, Carmelo Anthony made it official yesterday, signing his one-year $2.4 million deal with the Houston Rockets. Now, also, Carmelo Anthony is set to receive the remaining $25.4 million of his original contract from the Atlanta Hawks, which includes the $2.4 million contract, of course, most notable, the trade that sent Carmelo Anthony to the Atlanta Hawks in, in exchange for Dennis Schroeder and a couple other pieces. And of course, Carmelo Anthony then was bought out and now signing with the Houston Rockets. So, Carmelo Anthony is sitting on a bankroll right now, if you really ask me. But now, Mike D'Antoni, after Carmelo Anthony signed, has some interesting comments. Take a listen. It's a time, and he's open to it. Like you said, his whole goal is just to win. So, he's open to anything. We went through those scenarios. Could happen. I don't know. Um, we got some great players on the team, so it's not, it's, like, it's, it's not a slight if somebody comes on in. Now, after hearing what Mike D'Antoni says, I'm going to ask you, because it's from the jump, and you already know we got to keep it real. Should Carmelo Anthony come off the bench is the million-dollar question. Should Carmelo Anthony this year for the 2018-2019 Houston Rockets come off the bench? The answer is yes. Carmelo Anthony at this point has to come off the bench. See, what we understand about Carmelo Anthony is we all know from the time he has came into the NBA, dating back to Syracuse when he won a national championship, his days in Denver, his days in New York, and of course, most recently, Oklahoma City. We all know that Carmelo Anthony is a gifted scorer, one of the best scorers in the NBA that we have seen. But my issue always with Carmelo Anthony was I never felt like he wanted to rebound. I never felt like he really wanted to pass the ball. And I never really felt like he wanted to truly commit to playing defense. I get in the NBA, scoring is important. I, I get it. He averaged 28 points. We get, we get all that. But I never felt like Carmelo Anthony wanted to commit himself defensively. But if you're Mike D'Antoni, do you start P.J. Tucker or do you start Carmelo Anthony? Because, see, what I am of the mindset is that 16 points that Carmelo Anthony averaged last season in Oklahoma City could be very valuable coming off the bench in Mike D'Antoni's system. We all know what Houston's about. Houston, last year, if you ask me, was one game away from beating the Golden State Warriors. Now, I picked Golden State to win, and I knew Golden State was going to beat Houston with or without Chris Paul. And a lot of people say Chris Paul not playing affected that entire series, in which, to a degree, it did. But I still felt like even if Chris Paul played in that game seven, I have, would have bet all my money that I had on the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, you get my point. So now getting back to Houston, why didn't you just run it back? You had, you, had, you had Golden State on the ropes. You had them on the ropes and you lost two valuable pieces. You lost Trevor Ariza, a 3 and D guy who ends up going to Phoenix. And you lost Mba Mute, a guy who really at this point had been back and forth between the Clippers and the Rockets. Those two guys, I feel like, are more valuable than Carmelo Anthony because see what you're now trading is you're now trading offense really for defense. And I think that going against Golden State, you probably needed more defense than you did offense because you saw the philosophy last year did not work. You hoisting up as many threes as you did. It didn't work because that last game we saw 
Well, all them threes that they was hitting, when it rains, it really does pour. And they, I think they missed, what, 27-something threes? So we saw last year that mm, the philosophy in which they had didn't work. But now by you adding Carmelo Anthony to this mix, now Mike D'Antoni has a problem because how do you integrate Carmelo Anthony with this team? Along with James Harden and along with Chris Paul, two guys that already handled the basketball. Carmelo Anthony is not a wing player that's going to stand on the wing and just call for the basketball. Carmelo Anthony needs the basketball because he's an isolation player. And I always said that Carmelo Anthony's style of game for this era in 2018 of the NBA does not fit. So Mike D'Antoni has a lot on his hands this season of trying to keep everybody happy. Last year, he had to keep James Harden happy and Chris Paul happy. Now he's going to have Chris Paul, James Harden, and Carmelo Anthony. And you know Mike D'Antoni, hey, it's all good. You know the pressure's on them. No, 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 Mike. All the pressure is on you because now you have three all-stars on your team now. And you got to make all them guys happy. And we saw before you and Carmelo didn't work in New York. Now, this is a different because of the fact that now Carmelo Anthony is not the star player. You're not asking Carmelo Anthony at this point to come in and be the starter. You're not asking him to do anything spectacular. At this point, Carmelo Anthony should come in and be a piece. As he said, he wants to be a glue guy. So again, I think Carmelo made the right move by ultimately waiving his no trade clause out of Oklahoma City because he knew that I can't have another year like I had last year in Oklahoma City where Russell Westbrook takes all the shots, Paul George gets a few, and then I'm left with whatever's left over, which really lasts, if you really watch that playoff series against the Utah Jazz, Carmelo Anthony was not even on the floor when it counted. So again, all eyes will be on the Houston Rockets this season down there in Houston, and we gonna see if they are able to mesh Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, and James Harden. Because what a lot of people are trying to do is they want to form their own version of the big three, big four, however you go. But that team over there in Golden State just reloaded and got DeMarcus Cousins. And you lost two valuable pieces, Ariza and Bamute. So Carmelo Anthony, even though it's for a one-year deal, this is a huge gamble because it has to pay off. You can't take any steps back if you're the Houston Rockets. You went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Anything short of that will be a complete failure. Now, switching gears over to the NFL, breaking news right now, first round pick Roquan Smith has agreed to terms with the Chicago Bears. Now, his deal is slighted around 18 million guaranteed over the next four years, and it also has been reported that he could also receive 11 million in bonuses. Now, Roquan Smith most notably was the eighth overall pick coming out of Georgia last year. A highly touted linebacker, which the Bears defense hasn't really been the same really since Brian Erlacher left. I mean, we can all be honest, right? That Bears defense has not been the same, but now them revamping, them getting a Roquan Smith in there, it's almost like Brian Erlacher 2.0. But now the reason in which he is just now signing because they said he's been holding out for the past 30 days, which he has every right to. Now they said the reason why he held out was because of the fact that in his contract, it said that under the new NFL helmet policy, if in fact he was to get suspended, the Bears could very well take some of that guaranteed money back. And a guy like Roquan Smith being a linebacker, a position in which you have to hit, you have to be very volatile. Those are very important things to keep in mind because when you're dealing with linebackers and when you're dealing with defensive players, now under this new policy, guys have to completely change their games. They have to change the way they hit. They have to change the way they touch offensive players because the game is really catered to offense. The NFL wants more points scored. So as a result, that means it's going to be less defense. It's going to be less helmet to helmet. So I like this move by Roquan Smith by holding out because he's saying, look, at the end of the day, I play linebacker. My position mainly is to hit, tackle, go get the offense, period. 
I do one if I if I cannot do that effectively if in fact I have the a potential to be suspended. But now also speaking of suspensions, Miami Dolphins have cut veteran defensive lineman Gabe Wright after his incident well, with Kenya Drake during a Miami Dolphins practice earlier this week. Now, apparently this incident happened at the end of the fight in which multiple players during a training camp practice on Monday got into a scuffle. And one of the incidents, I guess, included Kenyon Drake and, and, and lineman Gabe Wright. Now, apparently... Kenyon Drake was upset through Gabe Wright's helmet off to the sideline and apparently after this all happened Gabe Wright came behind and snuck Kenyon Drake. Now of course these incidents are never good because of the fact that these guys are teammates and you never want two teammates or any of your team at that to be fighting. Again the, the goal is to fight the opposition not your team. What I will say about these training camp fights because the Jets and the Redskins had one the other day. What I will say about these training camp fights is it's training camp. Fights are going to happen all the time. It's full of testosterone. It's full of grown men fighting for positions. You gotta understand, these guys have bills to pay, mouths to feed, car notes that gotta be taken care of. And so you're absolutely right. There are going to be some testy guys on that football field. And oh, by the way, it's plenty of guys fighting for those starting spots. And so you are going to have these dust-ups that occur during training camp because that's the nature of it when you have men that have been going pretty much against their teammate for the past two to three weeks after a while you get tired of going against your teammate let's just let's just be real about it but what i can't understand about the nfl and the nfl training camp is that why is the training camp so long like it's four weeks so the guys they train all week long to play these games for a matter of four weeks and then they got to go through a whole 16 week season so in reality these guys are playing 20 games during a whole calendar year. That is a lot of football to be played. So I agree that the Miami Dolphins may have to make a tough decision here by letting Wright go because you can't have teammates on the sideline fighting. However, this is training camp. Guys are going to fight all the time. It's football. Let these guys fight. Let them get it out. The same thing happened down there in Jacksonville where they suspended Dante Fowler and ultimately Jalen Ramsey being suspended as well. These guys are competing. These teams are hungry. Let these guys battle it out for these positions and stop suspending them after they get into every single fight. Coming up next on From the Jump, Dwayne Wade said that he will be returning to the NBA possibly. Find out where he could play. Plus, James Harden was involved in an incident over the past weekend. We'll discuss that next. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. Get up. This is where a kid fell down and a champion got up. This is where shoes to fill became footsteps to follow. The Golden State Warriors select Stephen Curry. This is where ego was laid to rest. And humility rose in its place. But my mind is where every challenge I've ever faced has been won or lost. Live right now in the FTJ studios, we are going up as we speak. Follow your boy on Twitter at From the Jump, man. I follow everybody back. But now, quick news around the sports world right now: Washington Redskins have released veteran quarterback Orlando Scandrick. Apparently, I guess the other guys were out playing Scandrick, and 
I guess the Redskins ended up deciding to cut him. So Lando Scandrick will be out there, a veteran cornerback. A lot of teams looking right now for veteran pieces, guys getting injured. So Lando Scandrick could very well be picked up off the waiver wire within the next couple of days and through the next couple of weeks. The Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz says that he is close to being 100% for the season opener against the Atlanta Falcons, in which most notably Carson Wentz got injured last season against the Los Angeles Rams. But now the question that I have for the Philadelphia Eagles and for Doug Peterson is, which quarterback do you really go with? I understand Carson Wentz was a top pick last year, and he played pretty much an MVP-like season all the way up until his injury. But Nick Foles did go out there and win a Super Bowl, and Nick Foles was a Super Bowl MVP. I feel like it should be a quarterback battle between Nick Foles and also Carson Wentz to see who should get the starting quarterback now. Because just because he had an MVP season last year doesn't mean that he's going to come back this season and replicate that. So we we'll definitely will keep eyes on Carson Wentz to see whether or not he will be ready to go for this week one matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. But now over the weekend, Dwayne Wade speaking at the Junior NBA World Championships said that he could potentially return this season. Take a listen to Dwayne Wade's comments. It's different now. You know, it's not what we sitting down trying to figure out a hundred million dollar contract and we got to sign it by July 8th. <laughs> no, if I play the game of basketball this year, I'd be in a Miami uniform. If I don't, I'll, I'll be living in Miami and somewhere else probably. <laughs> Now, at age 36 years old, Dwayne Wade has been in the league for quite some time. How valuable is Dwayne Wade at this point? Do you feel like Dwayne Wade should come back to the Heat? I personally felt like this was the time in which Dwayne Wade should have went into that mogul stage, almost like LeBron did by going to the Lakers. I feel like this would have been a good time for Dwayne Wade to go over to China. It's a lot going on in the United States right now. Plus two, it'll be a different feel of basketball. And above all and everything, you know that those arenas will be packed out simply to come watch you play basketball. But now looking at this roster and, 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 and looking at where Miami Heat is at this point, is it time for the Heat to move on? I understand that Dwayne Wade is a Heat lifer. He's always been saying that from the time I knew, even when he went to go play for the Bulls. We knew that that was business. It wasn't the fact that he really wanted to leave, but it was the fact that Pat Riley at that point was not going to give Dwayne Wade that money. And Dwayne Wade was going to go somewhere that was going to give it to him. And him going back to Chicago was a good look for his business, for his brand. But we knew basketball-wise, eh, may not have been the best fit. But now, if Dwayne Wade returns back to the Miami Heat, it's going to be a crowded backcourt. Deion Waiters, remember last season that was hurt? He'll be fully healthy this season. As well as Gordon Drogic, as well as Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington, and Rodney McGruger. So again, there are a lot of guards that are on this Miami Heat team already. And last season, Dwayne Wade came off the bench which I thought was the perfect role for Dwayne Wade. So is Dwayne Wade at this point in his career willing to come off the bench? Because I know he still wants to play and he still wants to play serviceable minutes. He's probably going to want to be in there at the end of the game, but you can't have Goran, D-Wade, Deion Waiters, Hassan Whiteside, James Johnson. You can't have everybody in the game at one time. And I feel like at this point, the Dwayne Wade move to bring him back could be a good move, but at the same time, at some point, you got to move on. At some point, Dwayne Wade, we love you. You're going to have your jersey retired. You can work for the Heat organization. But you cannot be on this team because it almost is going to get to a Kobe-like situation where at some point we got to cut the cord. Yes, you were our guy that we drafted, but at some point we got to move on. So I think that's an important decision for Pat Riley and Mickey Arison, and they, they got to make. I understand that Pat Riley ultimately wants to make that situation right from a couple years back. But Pat, at this point, you got to make a business decision and what's best for the Miami Heat. And what's best for the Heat right now is to move on from Dwayne Wade. It's plain and simple. But now on today's wrap-up, NBA MVP James Harden is now back in the news after he has been allegedly tied to a nightclub incident dating back to last Saturday. Now, according to TMZ report, 
It says here that James Harden was at a club in Scottsdale, Arizona last Saturday. Now, according to TMZ reports, it says that a woman that was at the Midnight Club in Scottsdale said that somebody from James Harden's entourage got into a fight. Now, the woman is saying that she was recording the incident when James Harden grabbed her wrist and her cell phone and tossed it on the roof to avoid her selling exactly what she was recording. Now, she ultimately later told TMZ that the celebrity that wanted somebody from James Harden's entourage offered to pay up $200 for the phone and that James Harden himself gave her $300 covering the overall cost of the phone. Now, the woman was said to have gone to the hospital for the wrist injury. This is recording to TMZ. Now, it's far too early in this investigation to say whether or not James Harden was in this incident or not. But what we can agree upon just by reading these details is something transpired and James Harden was involved. And whatever footage that this woman has on her phone was going to get out for everybody to see. Now, I don't know if James Harden himself was the one fighting. I don't know if anybody from his camp was fighting and or any other NBA players would have been involved. But this doesn't seem right. Again, all the details have not came out yet, but this just came across TMZ Sportswire. So you already know I definitely will keep you posted on what happens in this incident going forward. Follow your boy on Twitter at From the Jump, man. I follow everybody back. We are now available everywhere. Go download us and share us and keep liking us. Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, wherever podcasts are streamed at, you can find From the Jump on there. But until the next episode, it's your boy Addison. We out.